things that God spoke to me about in past days. And I really felt this this morning because somebody needs it. Somebody needs to hear what I'm about to say. I didn't come up here without praying. I didn't just dig a sermon out, if that's what you're thinking. I got books of them. I can preach to you longer than you can sit here. But that's not what I'm doing. I'm here because I feel like God has something to say to us today. Exodus chapter 4. Didn't we hear a mighty, mighty message last Sunday by Tess Stewart? My goodness alive. What a mighty, mighty message last Sunday. Bible said in Exodus chapter 4, I'll tell you what, let me just read from the New International Version. If you want to put that up, you can. I have it in both versions, but I'm going to read in the New, New International Version. I'll, I'll read several scriptures here. The Bible said, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? He said, A staff. Staff, he replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake. And he did what Erlene would have done. He ran from it. And that's exactly what DG would have done too. There's only two kinds I'm scared of. Dead ones and live ones. Then the Lord said to him, verse 4, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake. And it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. This is so they'll know. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. When he took it out, it was leprous like snow. Now he said, put it back into your cloak, he said, and so Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first miraculous sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been so, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will speak. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, O Lord, please send someone else to do it. And the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and his heart will be glad when he sees you and you shall speak to him and put words in his mouth i will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do 
He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform miraculous signs with it. Then Moses went back to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Let me go back to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, Go, I wish you well. Now the Lord had said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons and put them on a donkey and started back to Egypt. And he took, watch this verse, and he took the staff of God in his hand. In the first part of that chapter, it called that rod the rod of Moses. But in the 20th verse, if you go read the King James Version, it said it was the rod of God. It went from the rod of Moses to the rod of God. So I want to say to you this morning, this will be our text today. If you want to help me preach a little bit, just say, when I can't, he can. Does anybody believe that? When I can, he can. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. I make a motion. We just sell the pews in the church. We don't need them anymore. Amen. Can I get a second? Praise God. I just want to instill a little faith in somebody here this morning. And I, I, was, I was in preparation for uh, what I would say and what God wanted to speak to this church today and, and praying this morning when, and you don't have to know who it is, but somebody sent me a text and said, would you pray? I've been under attack and I've I was this so this was not prepared. I just want to clear this air. This was not prepared for anybody particular, but God knew what he was doing this morning. And they said, Would you pray? I've been under attack for two years and I need God to answer. And I'm here to tell that person on this morning, when you can't, God can. When you can't, God can. You see, Moses Moses was, was called of God to do a mission of God. And, and if you read the scriptures, it tells us that Moses was a very humble man. As a matter of fact, he was, uh, he was probably one of the most humble men that ever lived, according to the scriptures. When God called him on the backside of a desert to be a spokesman for God and to go back into the land of Egypt where he had lived in the house of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's daughter and where he had, where he had killed someone and left and, and fleed for his life. Now God was telling him to go back. He said, I want you, Moses, to lead my people out of Egyptian bondage. I want you to go tell Pharaoh that I said to let my people go. You're talking about an interesting read in the first few chapters of the book of Exodus. I read several chapters there early this morning, and, uh, and, and I got to read how God took Moses and prepared him. And then there's a, another whole sermon about how Israel literally got out of Egypt. But in this particular time, 
Moses was being led by God and talked to by God. And God was trying to prove to him that he was going to take care of him. Let me tell you something about God today. He didn't bring us out to leave us out. He, bring, he brought us out to take us through. Hallelujah. He didn't bring us to the desert and going to leave us in the desert. He didn't bring us to the wilderness going to leave us in the wilderness. He's got a plan for your life. And Jeremiah said it best. God knows and I know that God has a plan for my life. Does anybody believe God's got a plan for your life? You're not just a nobody. You are a child of God today. I'm going to preach a little faith here for the next little while. It was Moses that said, oh, wait a minute, God. When I go over there, they're going to say, he has, God hadn't appeared to you. Who do you think you are? Why are you here? And the Lord said, okay, Moses, i got to prove a few things to you today. What's in your hand? And he said, a rod. He said, throw it down, and he did. And that rod immediately became a snake. Now, what you've got to understand is that this was something that was not that unusual to the sorcerers of the day. Because when he took that rod, and he finally got to Pharaoh, and he took that rod and throwed it on the ground, I want to tell you that, that they... They, he called all the saucers in and the saucer, and they just threw their rod down and it became snakes too. So this, this wasn't something that couldn't be mimicked and mocked by the enemy. But I got some good news for you. When that snake went down and when their snakes went down, God took the rod of Moses and or Aaron and he consumed the snakes. You see, God does things right. There is no mistake with God. And when you have gone as far as you possibly can go, and you are at wit's end, and you have tied a knot in the end of the rope, and you're hanging on for dear life, don't you ever forget it. God is about to show up. And God is about to show you who's God. I'm preaching to you today. When you cannot do it, God knows how to do it. Anybody believe what I'm preaching here this morning? Hallelujah. God was just here to prove to Moses. He said, I, I'm going to show you who's God. I'm going to let you see that it's not just you, Moses. I'm not just going to send you. I'm going before you. I'm going to take care of the situation. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you the times in my life when I have been just like this. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I don't have the wisdom to do this. I don't have the energy to do this. I don't have the answers when it comes to this. I don't know what to do. But I want to tell you, God has never forsaken me. And God has never let me down. And God has never left me standing. He's always been there. He will always be there. And I'm here to tell you, as he did for Moses, he will do it for you. He knows how to take care of your situation. I'm preaching simple stuff today. But you better hear me this morning. If God can turn a rod into a snake, if God can put leprosy on a hand and then take it away, if God can do these things, He can do whatever you have in your life today. He can fix it right now.
I don't know why I'm preaching this way. I've preached on these scriptures before. But let me just tell you something. These are treacherous times. These are perplexing times. These are times when people are often uh, often without any hope and without any answers. I heard a statistic just this past week that said there's more suicides in America than there is homicides in America. Does that tell you about the day we're living in? People are, are they're, they're just miserable. And they go to bed miserable. And they get up miserable. And they don't know how to handle life. And they've got all kind of situations and trouble. Job said it, a man's life, his, his days are short. And they're full of trouble. But it also said the Word of God did that he is a very present help in the time of your trouble. Come on, I feel like preaching. I felt like you don't even want to know how to feel like when I got to church today. I popped up on a leave to keep the pain out of my body right now. But let me just tell you something. You say, you do that? Yeah, I did it. I need to preach today. But let me just tell you something right now. Forget about, forget about how powerful the devil is. How powerful the world is. We need to zero in on how big God is today. We need to zero in on the master of the ship today. He's got every situation. He's got everything in control. He's not a God that's standing off somewhere waiting on you to fall. He's there to take you by the hand and lead you and guide you and help you no matter what's, what you're up against today. Anybody got a problem he can't solve? No, no, no. Anybody got anything that you think is, is impossible? Oh, forget that. It's possible with God. It may not be possible with you. But let me tell you, this, this is not an ordinary times. These are times when we got to have him when we get up. We got to have him when we go to bed. We got to have him on the job. We got to have him every day of our life. He is the only one that can guide us and keep us in this world. Hallelujah. You see, your rod, Moses, is not your rod. It used to be your rod. But now it's the rod of God. Because God's about to do some stuff. I read to you that whole 20 verses there. And, it, and, it, and, and, and Moses still, he still said, well, God, I don't, even, I don't even know how to talk. I'm slow of speech. I, I don't know what to say. God said, okay, I'll fix that too. I've turned the rod into a snake. I showed you when you put your hand in your cloak and brought it out, it was leprous and put it back and it was clean. And you still don't believe? He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Aaron's on his way right now. I already got him coming your way. He's going to be happy to see you. He's going to speak to the people as if it were you. And you're going to speak to him as if it were God. I'm, I'm, I've got this thing under control. He said, isn't God good? Isn't God big? He's thinking about stuff you never thought about. He's got it all in control before you ever knew the trial was coming. He's just waiting to see what you do with it today. Let me tell you, if you go on and read chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, if you start reading that, you'll say, I'm going to preach one of these days on how to get out of Egypt because there's a sermon right there. But let me tell you, Pharaoh would harden his heart and God would show up. Pharaoh would harden his heart and God would show up. Not one time, ten times. 
Did you hear me? Not one time, ten times. And every time it looked like Pharaoh had the upper hand, God showed up. Oh, my God, have mercy. I'm telling you, I'm not talking about a one-time ordeal. I'm talking about getting up every Monday and every Tuesday and every Wednesday and walking with God. And every time I hit a trouble or a trial or a pitfall or a situation, he shows up. Somebody shouted, when I can't, he can. I can't turn a rod into a snake. I can't put my hand down in my jacket today and bring it out and it be leprous and put it back and it be clean. I can't. I can't fix the heart of a Pharaoh. I can't persuade an Egyptian king. But I know who can. I know who can. Hallelujah. You see, there's so many times in the Scripture that when people were desperate and at the end of it all, God just shows up. Just shows up. I, my mind went this morning to the, and we know the story. Every one of you could get up here and preach about it for the next 15 minutes. Uh, the story of the little woman, she don't have a name. She just said it was a woman with an issue of blood. Let me tell you a little bit about that story that really rings true to me this morning. The Bible said that she had spent all. Everybody say all. She didn't spend some of her money. She spent everything she had trying to get well. She'd seen every doctor she could see. She had been to every clinic she could go to. They had done all the tests, and they had no answers. She was incurable. She had nothing. She had no hope. When you spent all, when you give it all, when you tried for 12 long years, I'm preaching to you now. When you give it 12 years and not one thing has changed and you're still struggling and you're still up against it and you're saying, my goodness, I don't know how much longer I can go. So she hears about this man called Jesus, and she's heard the stories, no doubt. And, and, and this particular day, she, she goes to, to try to see him. And she can't get close, so she's elbowing her way through the crowd. you got to know the throngs of, of people that were around Jesus, the crowd that was always around him. Because, I mean, he was healing blind eyes and raising the dead and cleansing the leper and, and, and just doing awesome miracles and getting, getting lame men up and, and just things that normal people couldn't do. And everywhere he went, there was a crowd around him. And this particular day, she's elbowing her way through and, 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 and no doubt crawling, pushing, shoving. Whatever it took, she got to Jesus and she didn't tap him on the shoulder. She didn't grab him by the arm. She didn't even call his name. She just touched the hem of his garment. Twelve years worth of problems. Twelve years and no money left. Twelve years and no hope. All she did, all she, you got to get this, all she did was just touch him. 
And Jesus turned around and said, somebody touch me. You don't believe that. Go read it. Somebody touch me. You know, can you hear his disciples now? This is what they said. Lord, there's a lot of people touching you. There's, there's, do you see this crowd? We've been pushing them back all day. People are touching you from every direction. He said, no, 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 no. Somebody touch me with faith. I felt virtue leave my body. Somebody touched me that believed that I could fix their situation. Somebody touched me. You know what's got to happen here this morning? All you need to do is touch him. All you need to do is touch him. Because he's waiting to take care of that issue. He's waiting to heal that 12-year long problem. He's waiting to do what nobody else can do. But you got to get down to where you can touch him. And brothers and sisters, that little lady, I can see her now. She shrinks back into the crowd thinking she's in trouble and he said oh no 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 no, ma'am thy faith hath made thee whole hallelujah is there anybody that can believe with me today that when you can't do it God can do it Twelve years and all the money and all the problems and all the situation and all the sickness and all the pleading and all the doctors and everything else was fixed just like that. Because when you can't, he can fix your finances. I feel like preaching today. Come on, you gotta you gotta start believing God. You gotta start doing what the scripture said for you to do. You've got to start doing what God told you to do. Not out of me, out of this book. And when you start walking in faith and believing God, I will tell you something today. If you believe what I believe, I believe the greatest investment I can make. I didn't come here to say this. This, ladies and gentlemen, is not in my notes, but I'm following the Holy Ghost today. If you believe what I believe, that this is the greatest thing that ever happened to man on this side of heaven, is for him to say, us and to give us his word and to fill us with his spirit I want to tell you you'll be invested in his kingdom because it's the greatest thing that ever happened to any of us so you need to take a leap of faith today God wants to heal your body but God wants to heal your soul and God wants to heal your finances and God wants to heal your marriage and God wants to heal your heart but he can only do it when you take your hands off of it you need to throw your rod down today and let him take control of it I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. You go living for 12 years of problems, or you can touch Him. And when you can't, He can. He can. First Kings is a, a book. The 18th chapter is a story that you don't ever want to forget. It's when Elijah was challenged over the top of the mountain. I, I'll never forget. Never forget. Thank you. Holy Ghost got you, Darcy. Give her a job, Jesus. In Jesus' name. I speak it in Jesus' name. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. I'll never forget standing on the top of Mount Carmel this past year. Man, 
There were chills running down my spine. I looked at my wife and I said, just think. We are standing where Elijah called fire out of heaven. We are standing here. Y'all remember that? Remember that? Those of you remember that? Man, there was chills running down my spine. It was one of my favorite places because all I could think about was 850 false prophets against the man of God. And they, he said, okay, well, I'll, I'll let, let whoever's God is alive and real and let him answer. Let him answer by fire. Go read that story, ladies and gentlemen. The prophets of Baal cut themselves, screamed, prayed, cried to their God. All day long. All day long. They finally gave up. Oh, Elijah, I love him. I love him. He's, he's my kind of guy. He sat back. He said, hey, maybe he's asleep. Louder. Wake him up. Hey, I'll tell you what. Maybe he's on vacation. Go read the book. Maybe he's gone. He's not here. And they cried and cried and cried. Oh, I love Elijah. He said, it's your time. He said, okay. <laughs> Came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. You ready? When I can't, he can. 850 against one. Are you listening? The odds don't look good. But with one man and God, they're a majority. Because here's what the next scripture said. Then the fire of the Lord fell, had consumed the burnt, off, the burnt sacrifice. It consumed the wood. It consumed the stones. It consumed the dust. It licked up all the water, and he had poured 12 barrels full. That was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. He is the Lord. He is the God. Do you know what will happen here today if you'll turn it over to God? I'll tell you what will happen. People will be saying, oh, what a God. We serve. Did you know what happened to him? Did you know how God healed her? Did you know what God did in their life? When he shows up, it's at the nick of time. And it's always on time. But it's when you can't do another thing. In essence, Elijah said, Lord, I've done all I can do. It's up to you. Elijah prayed 63 words. Let that lodge in your mind. He didn't pray all day. He didn't beg. He didn't plead. He didn't call in all the Israelites and say, we need to have a prayer meeting. My God, we're in trouble here. He just said, Lord, it's up to you. I've done all I know to do. He was had so much faith that he put the stones there. He put the wood on top of the stones. 
he, he, he had them bring 12 barrels of water and pour all over it, dug trenches in the water field, the, covered up the altar, covered up the sacrifice, covered up the wood, covered up the stones. And, and I mean, there's water everywhere. That's how sure he was that God was going to show up. And when he just said a 63-word prayer, a 63-word prayer, he didn't beat his chest. He didn't pull his hair. He didn't roll on the ground. He didn't say jump up and down. He just said, God, would you show up here right now and show him who God is. And when he had done all he could do, I want to tell you the fire came and the God of glory showed up. Oh, I feel such faith in this room right now. Somebody ought to jump up from where you are and say, I can't, God, but you can. I can't, God. I can't fix my job, but you can. I can't fix my heart, but you can. I can't fix my family, but you can. I can't fix my my finances, but you can. I can't heal my body, but you can. Does anybody believe when you can't, God can? Hallelujah. 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 If you need a miracle, just remain standing. If you need a miracle in this room today, and you believe God can, here's what you got to do. You got to throw the rod down and let God take it. You got to get it out of your hands and get it in God's hands. You got to quit saying, well, I'll do this and I'll do that. And you know what? If I do this this way and I got it all figured out, quit trying to figure it out. God's got you. Have you seen any rivers that looked like they were uncrossable in your life? Did you see any mountains that you could not tunnel through? God specializes in the impossible things in your life. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, stand all over this building with me. Those of you who are sitting, God's about to do a miracle in your life. You believe what I'm telling you right now. You know what? God can heal somebody right now. I don't care how long you I'm preaching to you right now. As a matter of fact, I'm speaking to your affliction while I preach. Whatever it is in your body right now, I curse that. And I command that to leave in the name of Jesus. Because we have a God that can do it when we can't. Your doctor may have said, I don't know what to do for you. I want to tell you, Dr. Jesus knows what to do for you. Your doctor may have said, there's no hope for you. I'm here to tell you that's not what God said. God said there is hope for you. There's people all over this room that have been healed from terrible things. Let me show you. Could I get a witness? Anybody been healed? Hey, put your hand down. Who's been healed of cancer? Look right there. Look right there. Look right there. Look right, look here, look, look, all over, look. I've counted at least probably seven or eight people that God's healed them. They're free today. If God can heal cancers, you know the doctors don't know how to heal cancer. You know the doctors don't know how to stop cancer. That's what they tell us anyway. But here's people that God said, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm going to take care of your cancer. Who's ever been healed in your heart? You had a heart problem. Who? Right here, right here. I'm talking about something wrong with your heart. Look, all over this building. Look, I'm looking. Anybody here ever had a heart attack? Who, who's had a heart attack and God's brought you out of that? Look all over this room. I feel like faith's in this house today. See this lady right here a few years ago? I've told you this many, many times. She had an incurable, an incurable sickness. The doctor said you'll have to live with that the rest of your life. 
but a little lady that didn't know any better than to believe God called her one day. She was a saint in our church. And she said, Sister Chance, God just spoke to me and said, you're healed. I'll never forget it. She got off the phone. I was in that little hospital room in Catahoula Parish. And she looked at me and she said, well, Daddy, what do I do? I said, you take her at her word. Is that what I tell you? You take her at her word. If she says God told her, we're going to believe God told her. And from that day until this day, she's never had it again. Never had to deal with it again. You say, preacher, I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. I threw the rod down, and God took the rod in his hand. you got to put it in the hands of God this morning. Ooh, my Lord, who's got, who's got enough faith? And you have enough faith to step out with your hands raised and walk down this aisle and say right now, I can't, God, but you can. I can't, God, but you can. I can't. I don't care what your need is. I can't, God, but you can. Holy Ghost is moving in this house right now. Come on, I want you to put your hands up. I want you to start thanking God. I want you to tell him I can't do it. But God, you're able today. Oh, prayer warriors, I need prayers. I need people who know how to pray. Laying hands on people. Believe in God for that miracle. Commanding it to be so. Declaring it in your spirit. Walking in faith this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody this morning. 
that it's in God's hand that you'll take it and put it there today and leave it there. God can fix it. God knows the answer. God knows what's going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to lay this right here. That's faith right there. That's faith right there. Hallelujah. Take care of it. He's stepping in. 